All right, so quick update on the Brian Sims situation. I have been blocked. <laughs> I have been blocked from his Twitter. Uh, according to this, uh, you are blocked from following at Brian Sims PA or viewing at Brian Sims PA's tweets. Well, isn't that wonderful? Uh, now, I'm pretty sure that this is illegal for um, a politician in America. However, I think Brian Sims has got around this by creating two Twitter pages. One is his personal Twitter page and the other is his official uh, state legislature Twitter page. Now, um, this is the page with the, the blue check. So I don't know how this is not his official uh, uh, Twitter page as opposed to the other one, but that's what I think might be going on here, which is why I think he suspects he can get away with this. Nevertheless, it is childish and pathetic. Now, I don't even know how he knows who I am. Perhaps he checks every single person that follows him, which I would imagine would be quite a bit of work. So he must know who I am. He must have seen uh, one of my YouTube videos. Well, Brian, guess what? I'm making one about you now. <laughs> All right, without further ado, let's get this thing started. Antifa is ugly. Socialism on college campuses is ugly. The hate and vitriol of identity politics is ugly. But Brian Sims is the ugliest leftist in America. Mr. Reagan. Hi, everyone. Uh, Representative Brian Sims here. And I'm once again out in front of Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, it's not only in my district, it's the most heavily protested Planned Parenthood, I, I believe, in the country. And today's protester, now, she is an old white lady who's gonna try to avoid showing you her face. If you're here about the children, you can pray at home for children. It's probably the same place that you could feed a child, but you're not. Instead, you're out here shaming people for something that they have a constitutional right to do. Who would have thought that an old white lady would be out in front of a Planned Parenthood telling people what's right for their bodies? Shame on you. Shame on you for hiding your face at the same time that you're shaming other people. Shame on you. What you're doing here is disgusting. This is wrong. You have no business being out here. This, these are the kind of attacks that we can expect on Planned Parenthoods in the current administration. Shame on you, ma'am, for standing out here thinking you know what's right for other people's bodies. Shame on you. There's not a person coming here that needs your advice on what to do with their bodies. Not one. An old white lady telling people what's right to do with their bodies. Shame on you. Shame, shame, shame on you. There's no faith that tells you you are right and everybody else is wrong. There's no faith that tells you it's your job to stand out here and shame people for something that they have a right to do. This is disgusting. This is wrong. This is shameful. And if you're a white person like I am, we have a lot of catching up to do. We have a lot to apologize for. And I'm gonna apologize. I'm gonna start by apologizing for this woman. Shame on you. What you're doing here is disgusting. Don't convince yourself that what you're doing isn't extremely racist. How dare you? This is grotesque. Actually, you're doing the right thing. Let's keep walking down the block. We can talk about this. We can talk about your Christian faith, about how your Christian faith believes in shaming people, about how your Christian faith believes in telling people that you know what's right for their bodies, about how your Christian faith tells you that you know what's right for their families. Shame way. on you. Shame on you. Camera out of my face. No, no. The same rights that allow you to be out here allow me to be out here. Shame on you. You have a problem protesting in public? Don't no. protest in public. If you know who this woman is, and if you can give me her address, we'll protest out in front of her home. Let's go protest out in front of her house and tell her what's right for her body. Shame on you. The amount of mental gymnastics it must take 
to think that you have a right to tell a woman what's right for her body, and yet you will support a faith that has molested children across the planet? Shame on you. This is what broken morality looks like. This is what broken values look like. This is how they show up in front of our Planned Parenthoods. This is what they're doing. But we're not gonna let them get away with it. Absolutely not. No, ma'am, don't, don't hide. Don't hide. You're publicly protesting women coming to a Planned Parenthood. It's something they have a right to do. Don't hide from it. Don't hide from it. Have the courage of your broken convictions if this is what you're gonna do. Everyone, this is what they deserve and this is what they need. These people have no business telling anybody else what's right for their body. This is disgusting. This isn't Christianity. This isn't love. This isn't support. This is the hiding, shameful face of those that judge at Planned Parenthood. And it's disgusting. Hi everyone, uh, Representative Brian Sims here and I am outside the Planned Parenthood at Southeastern Pennsylvania. Oh, no, they're leaving now. What we've got here is a bunch of protesters, a bunch of pseudo-Christian protesters who've been out here shaming young girls for being here. Hi. And so here's the deal. I've got $100 to anybody who will identify any of these three. So we're actually going to donate to Planned Parenthood. I'm going to donate to Planned Parenthood. So look, a bunch of more. white people standing out in front of a Planned no, Parenthood shaming I'm people. Really There's sorry. nothing Christian about what you're doing. Nothing Christian at all about what you're doing. This guy is a total piece of sh**. I'm sorry for using such language but he is. Now, this is kind of an old story, but I think it's good to remind people that there is pure evil in this world. Allow me to jump in here for a second to plug my Twitter and my Instagram. Um, I've really upped my Twitter game lately, so if you're on there, make sure you find me. I'm at Mr. Reagan USA. So go to Twitter right now if you can and follow that. That's a big priority for me at the moment. Uh, the Instagram is more for like funny memes, stuff like that. So if you like that sort of thing and you're on Instagram, follow me there. But the Twitter is the main thing for me at the moment. And now I'd like to talk to you about something that'll make you as physically strong as Hercules himself, as dashingly handsome and charismatic as Cary Grant, and as intelligent as Albert Einstein. I'm of course talking about silver and gold coins from Noble Gold. All right, you know what? Maybe coins don't do any of those things, but they're pretty awesome anyway. I love coins. I'm not like a coin collector, but I've always found coins fascinating and awesome. Did you know that every year the U.S. Mint releases new coins into its America the Beautiful 5-ounce coin series? This has been running since 2010, and they cover the kinds of things that make America great, like our national parks and landmarks. Check out the this, this size. Look, at, look how big this thing is. This is crazy. And it's absolutely beautifully sculpted. It's very cool and very heavy and very awesome. These slices of American history and heritage are difficult to get a hold of, and they're selling out quick. Incredibly, Noble Gold has managed to secure some, and as an Independence Day special, they're doing a combo of their own best-selling Trump 2020 Freedom 1-ounce silver coin with one of the America the Beautiful coins at a discount of $25 for the two during July or until they sell out of these coins. This is a generous offer and unbeatable value for such special and rare coins. Go to Trump2020.com and use the code Reagan25 to secure yours today. The link, as usual, is in the description below. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Now, I meant to make this video ages ago when Brian Sims first posted his tweets, but other videos took priority and stuff got in the way, uh, so you're getting this now. But honestly, I think it's just as enraging today as it was fresh off the Twitter feed. I considered calling this When Virtue Signaling Goes Wrong, the Brian Sims story, because this is a perfect illustration of the horrors of virtue signaling. You see, Brian Sims, like a typical radical leftist, believes that he has moral authority. Brian Sims actually posted these racist videos harassing those women himself. He posted them himself. This was an attempt at virtue signaling. 
Look how amazing I am, standing up against those evil pro-lifers. I'm a hero! He actually thought that people would think of him positively for posting this crap. And why does he keep calling these people white? First of all, he's white. Secondly, one of the teenage girls he was trying to get doxxed was not white. And thirdly, what does being white have to do with abortion at all? Being pro-life is about protecting the rights of unborn children. Black, white, whatever. They're not out there praying for only white children being aborted. I don't think that they're holding signs that say things like, abortion is murder, but only for white babies. No, they're praying for all the lives of all the unborn babies, black, white, whatever. This is the kind of race baiting that helps to divide the country, calling people racist who have done nothing racist at all. The guy is a total psycho. He has been well deluded by leftist propaganda. It's sad, really. I, I, I would feel sorry for him if he wasn't such a piece of human garbage. But how bad is this guy really? Now, you might not be able to tell from these videos, but Brian Sims was a college football player. He is a big dude. So you've got this angry football player verbally harassing and physically intimidating teenage girls and an elderly woman. It's not a good look, Brian. So how do we explain this delusional behavior? How can this big gay dude think that attacking these poor women and then posting it on Twitter was going to be received positively? How could he possibly have thought that? Well, to understand this, we have to look into Brian Sims's political philosophy. Policy is about empathy. I, I will vote on a thousand bills this year, and maybe only 50 of them will ever directly impact my life. Everything else requires me to put myself in somebody else's shoes. And if the life you lead as a member of the LGBT community doesn't do anything else for you, it does, I believe, give you a better sense of empathy, a better sense of seeing what other people's paths are like. And so I'm very informed by this. You know what? Empathy and sympathy are great. But being a politician is not about these things. Actually, they can stop a politician from acting rationally. Being a good politician is actually about dispassion. Allow me to explain. Politicians constantly face ethical dilemmas. If I do this, a thousand people suffer a little. If I do that, uh, a million people will suffer a lot. Now, you might think this particular dilemma is obvious. You, you help out the one million people that, are, that will suffer a lot, and you let the thousand people suffer a little. It's simple math. The problem is that when you allow yourself to empathize with somebody in the thousand-person group, you hear a sad story about somebody, or you see a sad picture, um, and then when you ignore the suffering of the million in order to empathize with the 1,000, then you end up making the wrong decision. And Brian Sims is just this kind of politician. In fact, any politician who prioritizes empathy over dispassion is prone to falling into the trap of becoming viciously biased. Precisely what Brian Sims has proven himself to be. Brian Sims appears to be a gay-first politician. The guy's whole identity is wrapped up in being gay. You know, there's so much gay stuff on here, I'm starting to think that this guy is a latent heterosexual, and he's just afraid to come out of the closet to his liberal friends. I mean, look at all this gay stuff. He, he's like an advertising executive who knows he's lying about the product he's pitching to the public, but he brands the crap out of it to convince the public that it's true. The lady doth protest too much, methinks. But whether Brian is actually born this way or just deeply confused is irrelevant. The obvious reality is that Brian loves talking about how gay he is and how much he loves gayness and gay people. He clearly embraces identity politics and believes that if you are white, there is clearly something wrong with you. On behalf of this woman, if you're a white person like I am, we have a lot of catching up to do. We have a lot to apologize for, and I'm gonna apologize, I'm gonna start by apologizing for this woman. Shame on you, what you're doing here is disgusting. 
So if you're Brian Sims and you love gay people and you hate white people, Christians, pro-life people, and who knows who else, and you believe that politics is about empathy, then you will inevitably be tempted to relieve the slightest suffering of the thousand gay people before you relieve the suffering of a million straight white people. And this is the problem with believing that politics is about empathy. And I think that these videos provide evidence that Brian Sims has fallen into this trap. He's so convinced that his empathy for women who choose to abort their babies has made him morally right on this issue that he has proactively harassed teenage girls and an elderly woman. And he's broadcast the harassment for everyone to see confident in the belief that he would be regarded positively for this obscene behavior. The man has allowed his empathy to delude him into believing that he is morally superior to others. But can empathy be used to appropriately assess a situation? Yes, actually, I think that it can. I think empathy is an incredibly useful tool. However, empathy has to be used fairly. You can't say, I'm empathetic to this side and therefore I understand the issue. No, one must empathize with both sides to appropriately assess any issue. If Brian Sims would consider for just one moment that these women that he's harassing care for the lives of babies, maybe, maybe they wouldn't seem so evil to him and maybe he'd feel bad about harassing them. Or maybe if he would empathize with the babies, consider that they've not been given the chance to be born, maybe he'd think of things a little bit differently. But Brian Sims doesn't want to empathize with this side because that would make him the monster, which of course he is. Brian Sims seems to think that being gay gives him a better perspective from which to empathize. Everything else requires me to put myself in somebody else's shoes. And if the life you lead as a member of the LGBT community doesn't do anything else for you, it does, I believe, give you a better sense of empathy, a better sense of seeing what other people's paths are like. And so I'm very informed by this. This is fundamentally wrong, bigoted, and arrogant. You know, I'm gay, so I'm just better at empathy. No, you're really not. First of all, you've never actually suffered through your gayness. And the story that most people like to hear me talk about is um, I was a college football player and was sort of how I came out to my football team. And my quarterback and I, I think we were walking back to the car to get more beer, quite frankly, out of the trunk. And out of nowhere, the guy turns around and says, Yo, Sims, you gay? And I really quickly said, yeah, man, thanks for asking. And he says, cool, man, thanks for telling me. And we just sort of kept on walking like it hadn't happened. We got to the car, picked up some beer, walked back. And um, there, are, there are 56 guys that make a traveling squad, but probably you know, close to 80, 90 guys on a football team. And I could tell early on that, that my team had been talking a lot. And then we were up on the practice field one day, and my position coach, who clearly hadn't heard yet, yells out loud from probably 40 feet away while this kid's down on all fours. Yeah, this is Sims's favorite drill. We're, you know, there's 50 guys up on this field, probably 300 high school football players, and everybody just stopped dead in their tracks. Clearly my coach had no idea what was going on. I knew exactly what was going on, and these guys sort of started to converge on him. And I, I ran up, kind of broke it up. I don't think he had any idea what was going on. The next morning, um, we're all in the lobby of a dorm room waiting to go back up to the practice field, and in walks this coach and again walks right past me and he walks up to a table that we were all sitting around and stands up on the table and he says I need everybody's attention he said yesterday I said something really stupid he said I've spent my career teaching you guys what it means to be teammates and yesterday you guys had to meet, teach me what it means to be a teammate and that was it and that was the end of it and it was still sort of the defining moment for me I knew my team would be all right when they had to pull my coaches aside and say, you better be all right with this because we all are.
your coming out as gay was celebrated by your friends. And, you know, you hear this kind of thing all the time with, with all the gay stuff. You know, gay men are pretty much universally celebrated for being gay. The I'm oppressed because I'm gay narrative is total BS in America today. This guy's own coming out story acknowledges this. So I'm not sure how being gay has engendered in Brian Sims some superhuman ability to empathize. It seems to me like he has no idea at all how to empathize. Shame on you. The amount of mental gymnastics it must take to think that you have a right to tell a woman what's right for her body, and yet you will support a faith that has protested, that has, that has molested children across the planet? Shame on you. This is what broken morality looks like. This is what broken values look like. This is how they show up in front of our Planned Parenthoods. This is what they're doing. Well, he doesn't seem too empathetic to the elderly Christian woman he's berating. Now, here's the great irony of this. Brian Sims has spoken out against bullying. Like, like this is apparently like a big deal to him. <laughs> Every organization that has looked at the effects of bullying tell us that they last a lifetime and that they stay with you. Um, we are in one of the last New England states that doesn't prohibit or prevent discrimination in the workplace. And um, I think that what we're seeing is that if we don't take better steps to limit or prohibit discrimination um, in our schools, that we're going to be dealing with more and more and more school violence. Every single day, we're trying to address issues of violence in schools. And what we know is that so much of it is promulgated by by bullying. And, and I think all too often we say that's boys being boys. We say, you know, this is just mean girls and it's the way things are. But it's not. It's discrimination. And nobody, nobody should be discriminated against. No one should be discriminated against. Bingo. I think this Brian Sims character needs to take a long, hard look in the mirror. That's probably not the best wording to express that idea, but you understand. It's truly amazing to me how just how little self-awareness the left seems to be capable of. They criticize Trump for being vulgar by using the F word. They, they condemn pro-lifers for controlling women's bodies while literally advocating the destruction of the body of the baby. They condemn you for using planes whilst flying around in private jets. They have zero principles, just double standards. One standard for themselves and one standard for everyone else. This guy is a perfect illustration of a leftist. He's a hypocritical degenerate, and he needs to be ousted from office by the voters of Philadelphia. Now, there is a silver lining with this story. Brian Sims has endured a huge backlash for his vile, viral video. Pretty much everybody around the country, even leftists, condemned him as an a-hole. And hilariously, his posts inspired a huge pro-life rally outside of his local Planned Parenthood, which is absolutely brilliant. Hundreds of pro-lifers rally outside a Planned Parenthood clinic in Philadelphia. It's the spot where a Democratic state representative made videos berating people praying. The video shocked many across the country. Oh, I was so angry because it's their right to go up and pray. And to see a representative of the people of Pennsylvania say those things is despicable. What should come of him? I think that he should step down. Another video shows Sims questioning Rick Bochansky. My main concern is, you know, what's going on in there. You know, the, the women that get abused, you know, obviously the babies. Like, that's the big deal to me, not so much. Uh, you know. Rick comes to this Planned Parenthood abortion clinic about once a month to pray. Today, pro-life leaders come to the same spot. Pro-lifers aren't going to just sit back and take it. To challenge Representative Sims.
So this rally outside the Planned Parenthood is just four blocks away from Representative Sims' office. So this is where his office is located right here in Philadelphia. We did try going in. Security kicked us out. We also tried calling and emailing, and we got no response. EWTN News Nightly. And actually this, this pro-life rally, this is the reason why I advocate free speech, even for the ugliest souls speaking like Brian Sims. Because their insanity causes the rest of us to reassess our priorities, to come together and to fight for reason, rationality, and truth. So Susan Wojcicki, CEO of YouTube, just stop censoring people. And Twitter and Facebook, you too. And look, I'm not saying that we should keep voting these lunatics into office. I think the city of Philadelphia needs to reassess who they're electing to public office out there in Pennsylvania. In America, we're not terribly fond of bullies. Now, Brian Sims did make an attempt to explain himself after he endured the backlash against him. My guess is that he was, he was thinking something like, Oh crap, people just don't understand how, how virtuous I am. I put out that video to expose my virtue, but people just didn't get it. I need to explain. Now this was not, mind you, an apology. This was an attempt to win people over. This was him trying to convince people to understand why he was right. That's how crazy this man is an elected representative. Hi everyone, Representative Brian Sims here, and I'm actually up in our Capitol for this week's legislative session, but I stepped off the floor for a moment because I've received a lot of feedback about a video I posted last week, and I wanna provide some background. You see, I've lived across the street or next door to this particular Planned Parenthood, one of the most heavily protested Planned Parenthoods in America for the last 15 years. I've seen men and women and teens try to go there for routine health care, for checkups, for pap smears, for breast exams, for STD screenings, and yes, for abortions. I've also spent the last seven years serving as a volunteer patient escort at this Planned Parenthood. And I have seen firsthand the insults, the slurs, the attacks, and the racism that those protesters aim at mostly young girls going there for clinical care. Care that those of us on the outside can never understand. <laughs> Ugh, okay, I thought you said politics was all about empathy and that you were particularly good at it because you like dudes. Everything else requires me to put myself in somebody else's shoes. And if the life you lead as a member of the LGBT community doesn't do anything else for you, it does, I believe, give you a better sense of empathy, a better sense of seeing what other people's paths are like. And so I'm very informed by this. And yet you can't empathize with these women. So... Maybe if you can't understand what they're going through, you're not as great at empathy as you thought. Oh, and again, you're not empathizing with the child that they're choosing to dismember, and you certainly didn't empathize with the women you harassed, but I'm repeating myself. Let's hear the rest of his sad attempt to salvage his public image. What I should have shown you in that video was protesters gathered together to pray at, not to silently pray for, people coming in and out of Planned Parenthood as they intercepted them and harassed them. Yeah, you should have showed us that. If you'd shown us that, we wouldn't all think that you were the spawn of Satan, an adult bully who attacks peaceful Christian women and children. But you didn't show us that. Maybe because that's not what they were doing. I guess we'll never know because... Ever since you were publicly lambasted for your insane videos attempting to signal your deluded sense of virtue, you still haven't released videos showing this. So I guess we all just have to take your word for it that these people that you were harassing all deserved it. In my years with Planned Parenthood, I've seen women and girls circle that block two, three, four times before finally driving away because they know that they weren't going to get in because of those protesters. Or maybe they left because they decided not to kill their baby. But you're good at empathy, so maybe you can read their minds. But 
as a Planned Parenthood volunteer and as a supporter. I fully understand, respect, and appreciate the non-engagement policy that they have, and I would never want to do anything that interfered with the care that they're providing to their patients. As an activist and an advocate, I know why pushing back against harassment and discrimination are a must, even when they're uncomfortable. But last week, I wasn't a patient escort. I was a neighbor and a concerned citizen, and I was aggressive. Wow. Could this guy possibly frame his acknowledgement of aggression in a more positive light? It's truly amazing how reluctant this guy is to admit that he was a total douche in those videos. He's like a five-year-old child who's told to apologize to his sister for pulling her hair, and the kid's like... I'm sorry that you stole my stuffed animals and that you got them dirty and that you hid them from me and, and that you're really mean and an awful sister and so I pulled your hair. Sorry for, sorry for all that. It's like the brattiest, most childish acknowledgement of bad behavior I have ever seen from a grown man. And he never actually apologizes to anyone or even admits that what he did was wrong. I was a neighbor and I was aggressive. <laughs> I was a neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, great apology there, pal. You're a real role model to all the gay boys and girls of Pennsylvania. They're so lucky to have you as a prominent political figure out there. I know that two wrongs don't make a right, and I can do better, and I will do better for the women of Pennsylvania. Finally, he suggests that maybe he did something wrong. I mean, he didn't quite say that he did anything wrong, though. He cites the principle of two wrongs don't make a right, but he doesn't actually qualify his own behavior with this principle. He just cites it. Uh, but then he says he can do better. But I suspect that if he had his way, better would merely mean that he more effectively signaled his virtue. I suspect that if he had to do it all over again, he'd do generally the same thing, but in a way that made him look better and made the Christians he was attacking look worse. I'm not sure how he would do that, but I definitely suspect that he would try. Honestly, this is the kind of delusion that is driving the rational people who have been leftists their whole lives to abandon the Democrat Party and a shift right. So keep up the good work, Brian Sims. Keep driving your supporters away. We will welcome them with open arms, and we won't harass them like a maniac. Well, that's it for me. If you like this video, hit the like button. If you want to see more like this, please subscribe. And if you hate me, you're probably Brian Sims. Dude, it's okay. You don't have to be gay to get votes. You can, you can lose the lisp and come out of the closet and live openly as the straight man you were born to be. Honestly, some people will do anything for attention. <laughs> Good night. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to.